You're listening to the Weekly Portland Podcast. For a complete list of episodes, visit pdxpod.com or find us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Remember to like, share and subscribe. Elizabeth Molo has been producing Fade to Light since 2012. The fashion event is held twice a year and showcases both established and emerging designers in the local fashion community. Part two of the five-year anniversary show will be held at the Crystal Ballroom on Wednesday, August 23rd. I'm your host, Gregory Day, and you're listening to the Weekly Portland Podcast. Never complacent, Elizabeth's also a contributing writer at the Portland Mercury and lead singer of the Hyenas, a Susie and the Banshees cover band. So let's take a trip to the Happy House in Northeast Portland and catch up with our special guest today, Elizabeth Molo. I was thinking about how the story of Fade to Light actually goes back to Doomtown and that show at the Crystal Ballroom that was like 2004. Right. I remember the first one. Yeah. It's like a rock and roll fashion show. Rock and roll fashion show, yeah. When was that? It was it was like February 2004. Like I basically start working on the next one while I'm still working on the current one. So Right now I'm, you know, I'm working for the one that's on August 23rd, but I'm already setting my sights for February. You just have to keep constantly working on this stuff and work ahead of work as far ahead as you can, especially if you want to secure sponsors so you can get money for your show. That's my biggest thing and that's the thing that I suck at doing. You do a really good job advertising this though. You got Facebook ads getting tons tons of likes. Yeah. That's yeah. always a good thing. So I have a guy um, named Joshua Ezra Epps. He shot he sh- he shot all the videos that we've done, and then he he just we just take the raw footage and Greg, my husband, edits it. And um, for this this lat this video that it hasn't been released yet that we just did, um, Greg and I actually made the music for it too. Greg made most of it. And who's showing this year? It's in August, correct? It's in August, August 23rd, and it's um, Carolyn Hart, One Imaginary Girl, Fraulein Couture, Vale and Valor, Sonia Kasparian, and then six graduating students from Portland Fashion Institute's uh, Fashion Forward program. There were, is there a, like a mission statement for the for the show? There is, uh, you know, a short version of of what Fade Delight is. Is it basically is a show where designers are encouraged to think outside of the box regarding their runway presentations? And we've had some designers do some crazy things over the years, and it's been really really awesome. Crazy things. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, there's. So yeah, so like like a greatest. I remember hits. Greg's eye patches. Oh God, yeah, the eye patches and the short ties. Yeah, that was 
that started off as a joke and became real, which I mean, that's how Greg's been wearing his ties forever. And then he made matching eye patches. It was, it was cool. It was fun. What are you up to uh, on a day-to-day basis when you're not organizing Fade to Light? Well, um, I I basically have four jobs. Um, I'm a seamstress. I, I sew Greek Orthodox vestments, which is a totally crazy niche market. Um, I've been doing that since I got out of school. And it's really cool because I get to work at home and make my own hours and uh, work with really amazing fabrics. And my boss has... Uh, clients all over the world so that's always constant um, and then I'm also a contributing writer for the Portland Mercury and I just started working at I Alter Boutique that. yeah so, yeah so um, yeah I just started working at Alter Boutique and then I produce a oh gosh how many design how many fashion shows a year usually around six to eight fashion shows a year I produce so I'm just so other than fade to light well, I have, I, I, this might have passed by the time this podcast comes out, but uh, Alley 33, I'm producing, um, that's July 30th. Um, and then the day after Fade to Light, I'm producing the Art Institute of Portland's Graduate Fashion Show. So that's... Oh, right. That's always a great show. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, so I'm doing that the day after Fade to Light at the Crystal Ballroom. We're basically sharing a... We're sharing a setup, like we're sharing lighting oh. and all that stuff. So, um, so that'll be really cool. That's great. Yeah. So the next, from now until the end of August, I'll just be. You're also a singer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. This is an addition. Yes. To everything else. How's that going? That's just a fun side project. That's just. Susie Sue songs. Yeah. We're, we're a Susie and the Banshees cover band. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're called the Hyenas. That's fun. And then um, and then I play the cello on and off a little bit, too. So, uh, yeah, I just I just like to keep busy. So originally, Fade to Light, you know, when you were doing Doomtown, it started out as, what, a rock and roll fashion show? Yeah, it did. It started off as a rock and roll fashion show. And um, that first one, Glass Candy performed at that one. Right, yeah. right. Wow. Yeah, that one was, re- that one was super fun. Yeah. Um, Boy, I saw them so many times at tiny little venues. Yeah. No, they're great live, though. Yeah. Right. Great energy. And we did that for a few years at the Crystal Ballroom, and then we kind of rebranded and we moved it to the Fez for a couple years. It was called Sweet FA. That's right. Yes. And then and then we just kind of like stopped doing it. And then a year or so after that, that's when that's when Fade to Light kind of came came to be. And how did the Portland Mercury gig come into play? How did that happen? You know, back in the day when Marjorie Skinner was was a writer yes, for Portland yes. Mercury. Um, well, what happened to Marjorie? She works for Adidas now. She, oh, yeah. okay. Um, so she asked me to, they had a, they had a fashion blog called Mercury on design. Yes. And so I wrote for that blog and then they kind of did away with it. And, um, and then I didn't write for them for a little bit. Um, 
and then Marjorie quit. She went to go work to, for Adidas, and um, and me and two other writers, we took over the sold out column. So I write, I have a column once a month, and then I uh, and then I do blog posts once a week, and then I'll cover if if I don't if I don't happen to be producing a, the fashion show, I'll go and review fashion shows. So how's married life? Uh. Well, I mean, we'd been together for 10 years already before we got married. So it was wow. just like, it kind of really? really didn't change anything. Yeah. So, I think I asked Greg about that a year ago. about the, Well, romance. he has a different answer than I do. He, think, he thinks it's different. I think it's the same as it was before. So I don't know. Have you done radio before? I have, actually. I was a DJ at my high school radio station. We had, I had a... I had a morning show twice a week and then you I did? did a lunchtime show once a week and then I had and then twice a week I did an afternoon show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I do have some radio experience. It was that was really fun actually. What was this radio show? Um uh it was just like it was my a, me and a friend of mine. Well, I had one where it was just me, but I just played whatever music I wanted and we just talked about random shit. Like I don't even remember we were I was in like 11th grade um but i mean i was i I remember actually one lunchtime show i would just play a bunch of like cure live sets because i I was like super into the cure so i would play a lot of that and you know Susie and the banshees and and the smiths and all that all that stuff now you were involved with fashion next too correct yes okay Mm -hmm. Um, how would you rate that experience um stressful <laughs> that one stressful yeah that one's that one's a stressful show because it's four days in a row right so that one that one's rough and what was your role the runway producer yeah it's a big show it's like with any show you have to like you have a headset on and you have like your clipboard or i i, I like to use i use an ipad now because i want to be all fancy and high tech yeah. whatever but um but yeah like with any any show big or small like multi-day or one day it's like it's just all down to organ organization like i would say 80 percent of what i do for fashion shows is just staring at excel spreadsheets like or just organizing things and like making model databases and all that stuff it's like not very unglamorous Yeah, I was thinking back on, you know, like my favorite moments of Fade to Light. Um, That's a good question that I didn't come up with. (laughs) Yeah, the favorite moments. What are your favorite moments? Um, Okay, well, I think this happened the second show. Um, One of the designers, Joshua Buck, he he designs menswear. And his thing that he did was he, um, he designed this dress for this pianist. Her name is Megan... McGeorge, she's she does the piano push play project. She's an amazing piano player and songwriter and singer. So she came on the stage wearing this white dress and she starts playing and then all of a sudden her dress like folds out into a big screen that was projected upon while the models were like on the runway and it was that was just like so beautiful oh. and magical. That was really, really cool. And like she was performing a song that she had written, you know. So that was really cool. Um Another fun one was Bryce Black. Bryce always like brought some right, crazy stuff. Yeah, so 
the his the first he he had dancers a few times, but the first time he did it, every no one knew what was coming, and so basically he had models walking around the runway like usual, and then five of them stopped, and then all of a sudden they break out into a choreographed dance to Beyonce, and everyone was just like, oh my god, what is going on? That was really fun. Uh, Sharon Blair, she runs the Portland Fashion Institute. One time she chopped off her hair on stage, like she cut her hair off for um, for locks of love. That was that was interesting. Really? How yeah. much hair did she cut off? A lot. She has a lot. like a lot of hair. So yeah, she just like cut it all off and now it's like all grown back again. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Um, and then this last one was really fun for me because my band played during with during um, during Wendy Wendy Olendorf's segment. So that was really fun and nerve-wracking because, you know, that's a huge room to play, but that was fun though. What did you what did you play? Um, we played two Susie and the Banshees songs. Okay. Yeah, we All played right. uh New Skin and Spellbound. Basically, her collection was about um like being reborn and she had been she had gone through some personal stuff and so New Skin is all about like shedding your old skin and you know, being a new person. So that's that's what she wanted. Yeah, I love that marriage. That's what I loved about the Doomtown events too. The the marriage of rock and roll and fashion it was really interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, the name Doomtown comes from a Wiper song, um, and then Fade to Light actually is a reference uh, to Fade to Gray, the song by Visage. Visage, right? Yeah, so um, that's how I I. Any sort of fashion things I do, whether it's like designing a collection or you know producing a show, it all it definitely always comes back to music for me. That's how that's how I'm inspired the most. Well, congratulations on the Portland Mercury gig. Thanks, that's yeah. great. I get to see a cartoon face there. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Thank you, Elizabeth Molo. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. And thank you for listening to the Weekly Portland Podcast at pdxpodcast.com. My name is Gregory Day. We will see you next week. Please join me. Why?